Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beards Well, hey, good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards. And here on Behind the Beards, we pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and try to reveal the things that you need to know about the people who are called to lead your churches um, and your ministries. I am Joshua Fowler, a preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the Red Stick. And my brother from another mother, as it is written on our script, Aaron Partlow, youth That's minister. You in... Oh, yeah. I do write that, don't I? <laughs> you do the youth minister that. in Longview, Texas. And, That's me. Uh, what, is, what is going on, man? What's going on with you today? Uh, I'm feeling really good. We had an all-morning all staff meeting on yesterday where we uh, we actually rented out a room and we went and we sat down as a staff and we kind of looked and planned uh, our year, our goals, our focus. Uh, we have a meeting tomorrow with our, our shepherds uh, to kind of talk about this as well. Uh, and so uh, to me, it's always really encouraging when you can get together with the room with everybody and say, hey, this is the page that we're going to try to be on. This is what we're going to focus on. Uh, we're going to do some inward thinking, but we're going to mainly focus on some outward thinking and outreach and being involved in our community uh, and be more um, intentional uh, with that. Um, that, And so I'm, I'm excited. I think that'll be a lot of fun and it'll be extremely healthy for us. What's awkward is when you sit down at one of those meetings and uh, they're like, all right, what are we doing well and what are we doing bad? And you're like, well, I've been here for like three months. So I don't know. Like everything <laughs> is still really new. Um, so uh, that's all. Still kind of in the honeymoon funny. phase as well, right? That's right. Like, like everything is perfect, almost. Um, yeah, that's good. I, uh, I always like uh, the new school year that comes around. Right. Um, you know, a lot of transitions. You've had a lot of people traveling throughout the summer. And so those first few weeks of school, um, you know, when everybody is kind of back and present and settling in, they're kind of getting into more of a routine. So they're a little more consistent. Um, and, and it's almost like you get this, you know, rejuvenation where, you know, maybe, maybe some of these folks you haven't seen in a couple of months because of right. travel and visiting and stuff. So. Absolutely. I love, I love August is what I always loved. Uh, what I still love in youth ministry, because we run a, a pretty heavy summer schedule mm -hmm. and then August shut it down. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're yeah. done. Takes a break. Like, it's over. Take a break. We'll do Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, that kind of stuff. And, uh, let's, 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 uh, find some normality in our lives. Yeah, you don't want to be, um, you know, again, it's another one of those places where you have to find some balance because you want your kids to be active in your ministry and in the church. But at the same right. time, you don't want to be a reason why people aren't able to get into a routine of getting back to school and back into studies and back into regular sleep habits and things that are that are healthy. Uh, you don't want to contribute to the the chaos that can be, you know, the first of the school. So. Yeah. We're doing a pretty cool thing this year. Um, today's the 10th. So, yeah, this coming Sunday night, after our evening services, we're having a big ice cream Sunday social, sort of. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have 
just a time of uh, focused prayer on That's for cool. our students, um, you know, the teachers, the administrators. Um, and it's so easy to kind of look at this COVID mess and just, you know, we all want to wish it behind us. But when you really look at what's going on, you realize the next school year is going to be really stressful for a lot of people. Um, well, they're kids. still trying to figure things out. I know. That's the that's the crazy thing is that we're just that over a year into it, we're still trying to figure things out. We're still trying to and we're really seeing that pull between like what's the right way to do things, what's the wrong way. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I just I don't I do not envy anybody who has to make those decisions. Um, yeah, like that's because no matter what you do, someone's upset. I know. <laughs> no matter what you do, someone thinks you're an idiot. Um, and that is just so hard. Or she, yeah. <laughs> or, or, and it's just like, you just, ah, oh, man, that's just, that's rough. That's rough. And that's, I think that's like when you see, like we get into a deep conversation about where you see that we live like in an evil world. Like that's one of those things where I'm just like, man, you just, um, um, like you can't win. And I feel bad. So I'm I'm excited to start the school year off. We always have some kind of a back to school event, um, but this one is really centered around, um, you know, praying for our students, praying for our teachers, praying for administrators. That's awesome. And um, it wasn't. Here's the best part of it. It wasn't my idea. Whoa! It was someone else's idea to come up and just ask for some help promoting it. They've put it all together. They've gathered all the people to do the ice cream stuff. So that's really nice. Um, yeah, I just it it makes me feel good to see that you know people are thinking that way and have a have a mind for kind of what's coming up. Um, we're doing a uh, we're doing a tearaway uh, is what we're doing. So our children's minister uh, mainly her she's setting a lot of this up, but we are setting up some boards in our uh, vestibule. Our um, uh, someone called it the front porch the other day, and I was like, what? <laughs> that, that kind of threw me off. But uh, out in the common area, uh, before you enter uh, into our uh, worship space, uh, we're setting up some boards with some tearaways with kids' names on it. They're great in their school. And uh, as you leave, you're supposed to take one, and that is your student that you're going to pray for uh, this year. Uh, oh, so children's cool. in high school and junior high. So. Um, in the church people in the church uh, yeah so hopefully people will take those and um my fear is that like as i'm leaving i'll be <laughs> you know <laughs> and i'll have a refrigerator full of names of kids that did not get chosen but i don't think it'll happen that way i don't think so i don't think so um, i think they'll my also fear is they'll all be gone before second service <laughs> people need to show up to early service i guess um, here's what I found with church folks. They typically, you know, have like we all do, you know, we kind of have our places where we fall short, mm. but when it comes to our kids, um, they will respond when it comes to kids and, and helping out families and such. Yeah, so I agree. Service is one of those things I, I rarely have, have a problem getting people to, to connect in with. So, um, well, Hey man, let's wrap up this week, our series on how to plan a youth rally. Um, in case you haven't been with us the last couple of episodes, last week we were off. Aaron and I were both pretty um, heavily inundated with things 
uh, came up last week, so we kind of replayed a earlier episode. But uh, the previous two rerun. That's right. Uh, we've been talking about um, trying to give you some resources in case you find yourself in a place where someone says, "Hey, can you help us plan this activity, this event?" Yeah. So we're hoping to have a, a series of things here that you can kind of refer to to say, "Okay, where do I start? What are the things I need to look for?" And uh, we're hoping to kind of tie the tie this up today on planning a youth rally. And we hope you know that we're always a resource for you if you have any questions or if you need any help. If you want right. to bounce some ideas, um, you know, if you need help walking through an encounter or how to write a lesson plan or how to put things like that together, shoot us an email, um, a Facebook message. We are always more than happy to um, share our experience, however Absolutely. valuable it may be to you. Um, what if we did a live encounter planning one time uh, with somebody? If somebody reached out and they're like, hey, I have an encounter coming up, did you want to make a podcast episode of it? Absolutely. That would be either just disastrous or great. Also, we want you to know that we're not like, what I don't know what I was going to say. We 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 are excited and we are we're <laughs> glad to tell you all about how to plan a youth rally. Our our way is not the only way. It's not like the most perfect way. Um, this is how we we like to walk through it and plan it. And so hopefully, yeah, this gives you those stepping stones to make it your own and do it. Um, yeah, so that's right. the last uh, the last episode was was a lot of fun. We talked about like this idea of of finding the theme for a youth rally and how do you define and find that theme. We talked about you know why is it important not to do everything yourself, uh, increasing and finding a volunteer base which is something that we strive to do all the time, um, you know. And then uh, my favorite part of the entire podcast was, like, how do you choose uh, what you should do at your youth rally and how do you, um, you know, how do you choose what not to do uh, at a youth rally? And so that's that's kind of what we talked about in the last one. Uh, and that's a lot of fun uh, to kind of choose, like, the, the do's and the don'ts uh, of a youth rally because there's definitely – some don'ts there there are definitely a lot of don'ts sometimes we have found out firsthand things we that's should right. never do again right that's usually how they make the don'ts list that's uh right. is 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 by having done them in the past we're not like, ready for this that's right um picking a date maybe uh, and i want to say depending on your context but really not depending on your context picking right. a date is always hard there's always something doesn't matter um, if it's a youth rally or a retreat or a lock-in. Actually, a lock-in is like the less people who show up to a lock-in, the more likelihood that I can cancel it, the better. I always try to pick like the worst date and be like, oh, well, we tried. Sorry. Sorry. But we have, uh, especially if you're doing anything in the fall in Baton Rouge. Yes. Um, you know, Baton Rouge is a college town, um, in case you don't know. The Louisiana State University is right here in town. And there are really two kind of people that live in Baton Rouge. You have LSU fans and Alabama fans. <laughs> um, and Alabama. both of their schedules revolve around the football schedule. Um, like even people who aren't really football fans find themselves in one way or another affiliated with, with one of those two folks. Is it people and, from Alabama that have moved to Baton Rouge, or are they just like in Louisiana and they just enjoy college outside of their state? 
So I think there's two kinds of Alabama fans. There are those people who went to Alabama and actually have an affiliation either with the state or with the university. Mm-hmm. And then there are those fans who have been LSU fans all their life, but they have been whipped so soundly by Alabama so frequently that they've decided to defect and they kind of go over to the to the dark side. So, oh, well, um, I was curious how it's, uh, you can have such a strong following in a different state. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is. Um, the thing with us is everyone says, okay, well, you want to, if you're doing something in the fall and it's going to be on the weekend, you want to plan that around LSU's bye week. Um, and the convenient thing is Alabama and LSU always have the same bye week uh, because they play each other the week following the bye week. So both of them have an off week before. Okay. Um, so it would make sense, right? So if you're going to plan something on the weekend in the fall, choose LSU's bye week. You know the problem with that is? That is everyone in the city's plan. <laughs> right, yeah. So every possible event that occurs on the Saturday um, occurs the second or third Saturday in October Man. when LSU is off. And so there is just, you got to think about that. And it's and it's difficult. Um, ideally, what I would like to say is, look, we're going to plan a church event and church people are going to show up to a church event because it's a church event. Right. And we know what's important. Um, and I just, man, I go back and forth. Is it fair to ask them to do that? Knowing how much a part of our culture um, Death Valley and the Bayou Bengals are. Um, or um, do we figure out some way to embrace that, right? And incorporate, hey, we're going to watch the game together while we do this event. And while we have this thing going on. Sounds like, um, like the, the question that is asked all the time and, and Paul and even Jesus in Revelation like uh, just kind of like tries to help us to see and find that perfect balance of how much culture should we allow in the church and how much church should yeah. be in the culture. You know, at what point are we being more of the world than in the world? Um, and, and, you know, where to draw that line? Um, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying like, yeah, no, that's a... That is a hard question, and I feel like if you're not wrestling with that, you're not doing it right. Because I feel like that's something that we need to wrestle with all the time and be aware of. And when we stop being aware of it, then we stop wrestling. This is not about planning a youth rally at all. Uh, (laughs) No, but but it is a part of all these things you have to consider when you're choosing a date for an event. And how much do I rearrange my church calendar around the secular calendar? My favorite is a lot. Going on in. Is is I is is everyone loves a good fall retreat, right? This is the, the exact same problem. Everyone loves a good fall retreat. Oh, it's it's nice and it's a it's 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 cooled down. You can do little fires and sing outside. You know, all these things that like we love, right? So you do a nice fall retreat. Finding a weekend. <laughs> Where everyone can come and be there is is absurd. Like there's so much practice in, like you said, games and high school football and all sorts of stuff. Especially when you have kids who go to all different high schools uh, right. and everything like that. So uh, or in middle schools, um, you know. So uh, picking a date, picking a date is challenging. So um, recommendations, Josh. What are our recommendations? Like we can't um, my- just be like, hey, here are the things to avoid. Here are the negative things. No, my recommendation is this. Um, consider those things. 
Yeah. And find a date that works best with the most people that you know of. Yeah. Um, pray over it and, mm -hmm. and really, really consider it. Number one, consider, um, is, is this something that our church and our church people needs in this moment? So much so that I need to add to the calendar of things for our people to consider. And if it is something that you really believe is something that is needed and necessary, um, then plan it. Um, you can't please everybody. You're never going to please That's everybody. Right. Uh, but find a date, commit to it, and um, and don't change it. My, uh, uh, You're going to reach the people that are going to come and, and the people who are that choose to come will, will get what they need to hear from it. And trust the Spirit to work on people to get there. And the first one or two times you do it, it might be a little rough and a little light. Uh, but you'll build that following as you increase that consistency. The way that I have walked around it is usually I send an email out to my my families, my parents, and I say, hey, give me some dates that might work. Then I And I do this through, by the way, I don't do this through like Gmail where someone can hit reply all. That's that's your that's your fault. Don't hit don't hit reply. Don't have people be able to hit reply all. So when they reply, it only comes back to me. I take those dates. I then send out a second email a week later, and I say, "Hey, these are our three dates. Um, pick one that works best for your family." Mm -hmm. And then whichever one works best for the most amount of families, I say, "Okay, this is the one that we're gonna go with." And then when I say that. <laughs> Like it's like in stone, you know. Right. I mean, it is. Right. It's there, and this is what we're gonna do. If you can't make it, you can't make it. If you can, awesome. Uh, if you can make it for half of it, come. Uh, that'd be great. And I, I do that. And then, <clears throat> if it's a youth rally, consistency. I think consistency is the best way that you're gonna build your following. So if you're gonna do, if you're gonna host a youth rally, and it's not gonna just be like a one year thing, that's gonna be a multiple year kind of thing. Man, if I can go, hey. This is always the third week in blank. Then even before you've sent me a flyer or called me and said, hey, we're going to have, you know, this youth rally uh, on this day um, that um, I know it's already on my calendar because it's always this weekend. So right. consistency is really important when it comes to that. Um, it's like Soul, uh, it's like Soul Quest. Mm -hmm. Now, when Soul Quest, Josh? I know we're coming home right before Father's Day. That's right. It's always the week right before Father's Day. Um, yeah. And that's and that's what they tell us, and that's what I know. And so, like, I already have it on the calendar for next year because I know it's going to be that week before Father's Day. Um, and, that's, and here's what I know. It's like the one year it wasn't oh, that week. Oh, there's a freak out. But they told us a year before. They said, look, we've, mm -hmm. we already, as we were wrapping up for the, the previous year, they said next year we're going to be on a different week because the way the calendar falls. So make your plans now to be here. That's right. I remember uh, that. And so that was, uh, yeah, consistency is it. And and the hardest thing about it is is trusting the spirit to bring you the people that need to hear what what you've prepared for them. Um, and you know, I guess that's kind of the thing that we end up kind of coming back around to in most things is you know, do I have the ability to trust the Holy Spirit? to give me um you know the audience that needs to hear what we've prepared to to give um, right and i shouldn't try to outsmart that right yeah um it's, it never works well when i try to outsmart god's spirit right um 
I think it's important. Uh, you have anything else on uh, picking a date? Or that's all I got. Yeah. Pick it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Be consistent. That's the biggest thing. Like, don't don't be moving it around a whole lot um, at all if you can. It's like one of those things where it's like it's it's just it's like a sticker. Like the more times you move it, the less sticky it's gonna be. Yeah. No, that's right. Uh, one of the important things. Uh, really throughout the process and it goes back to the beginning you know the first episode we talked about setting a goal and throughout this process you always want to ask yourself what do i want my kids to walk away with what do i want my chaperones to walk away with right because right. think about you have kids that are coming to your events but you also have parents and helpers who are coming who are going to be there and so i can have my whole series set up and tuned in to the things right. that kids are wrestling with uh, but there are also some adults that are going to be there that need to hear some things as well so always keeping in mind what is it i wanted to take home um, at the end of the day what do i want them to remember uh, and this to be lasting so this could fall down to your keynoters uh if you have keynoters coming in or whoever is going to be speaking uh, so this comes down to like a critical thinking uh, of what your speaker is going to be saying and doing. This might come away with like the last activity that you do at your youth rally uh, before you send kids home. Uh, and whether that's a, a concert or whether or not that's the keynote, whether or not that's the worship, whether or not that's, you know, an encounter or something else or even a service project um, or something like that. It's good to have that focus and, and that idea, what is it that I want teens or adults, what is it that I want people to walk away with? What is it that I want them to immediately go home and tell mom and dad? That's what I always think of um, because uh, if, if you have good youth ministers, you know they're having some conversations a little bit on the bus or the van on the ride home. If um, you know your parents are involved in your teen's life, that's the first question they want to ask. And so what is it that you want most likely for your teens or your adults to, you know, say when they say, hey, how was blank? You know, how was the right. youth rally? What did you learn? What did you get from it? You know, oh, it was awesome. I got pied in the face. Or, hey, there was, you know, oh, it was kind of cool. We did this. There was this object lesson, you know, uh, that we did. Um, and I thought that was really, or I got to play this game, uh, and it it revolved around this idea uh, of the cross, you know, ooh, ooh, you know, kind of a thing. And so, right. uh, so how do you get there? How do you like narrow in on your on your walkaway idea? How do you, Josh, narrow in on like your walkaway idea uh, if you're trying to plan some sort of event? It's kind of a hard question. Um. Well, you know, like we said just a few minutes ago, it goes back to we've already we've set the goal. Yeah. Right? And and from the goal that we've set, we then organize a theme around that goal. Yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, we don't have this really cool thing that we want to do and somehow we need to work in, you know, spiritual meaning into this really fun thing we want to do. It's like, no, we have, we have a yeah. spiritual goal for our people um, that maybe that has to do with, hey, maybe back to school is right around the corner. Um, and I need to challenge my kids uh, to embrace who they are, right? And right. our Netsis deal this summer was on togetherness. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was kind of talking to Jaime and, and KT about kind of what they had in mind and what they had done, um, 
you know, I, I had this kind of urging that said, I want our kids to be proud of who they are as church people. Yeah. Um, we're proud of who we are when we're on the football team or the cheer team. We're proud of who we are if we're in the math club and are on the chess club. All those things we're a part of, you know, we wear the T-shirts. We tell people what we're doing. We want our picture in the yearbook. We want our name listed. We want to go win. And we want our accomplishments posted. Um, so as they're going back to school, I want them to wear this badge of Christian with mm-hmm. pride and with honor. Um, and when you look at what it is to be together and unified, united, um, that really comes down to being proud of who we are. Absolutely. Um, and so that comes, you know, it starts off with that goal, and then we create a theme around that goal. Um, and that, that spiritual goal is the thing that, that that's what I want them to take home. Right. Hey, what was the youth rally about? Um, well, I mean, if they have to think about it, then we haven't done a good job of really pressing on them. Right. You know, that central focus. So. I want to give this uh, advice to people. If you're planning a youth rally, if you're a youth minister and you're new or something, or, or even if you're just a chaperone that's taking a group to Winterfest, right? Um, you're taking a group to Winterfest. I think one of the most fundamental, important moments of a either Winterfest or a youth rally is that youth group time that you have. So it's it's I've always described this, and this is like a small group time, I've always described this in uh, in terms of eating and food, right? Um, and so you have you have a light breakfast, um, and then you you get your lessons, which is like this meal. Um, we'll do encounters, which is like dessert because it's a little bit of fun. <laughs> and you know, whenever you are at Thanksgiving, uh, right, and you overeat and you feel really like oh bloated, like the number one thing you need to do is digest, right? You just need to mm-hmm. like stop and digest some food, right? Uh, And so I always consider like that youth group time to be like that digestion time. Um, And so if you are, if you wanna make Winterfest or you wanna make those events even more um, better, there was a word I was gonna use and that was a lot better than just better. If you wanna make those, if you wanna make those uh, even better for your teens. More impactful, that's a great word. Thanks. Take time. Uh, to do that youth group time. Take time when you go back to the hotel. Take time. If you're hosting a youth rally, give your youth ministers 45 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, uh, Send them to a room in your church building. Uh, I really enjoyed, we just did these Netsis days, and all three of them, we had time for youth group time where we were able to go and talk about the keynotes, talk about the encounters, kind of check in. Our kids are all over the place doing stuff all day. Uh, or at these youth rallies and so being able to have that time to to digest take advantage of that time on the van or the bus home uh, to talk about like hey what stuck out to you at the youth rally i mean just simple easy questions uh to just kind of help process and digest and go through um uh, what you just experienced what you just learned what you just walked through you'll be amazed one you'll be blessed by the different uh, amounts of, of knowledge and information that maybe you didn't even hear or see. Uh, and you'll also be uh, amazed at how much like the kids are listening and things like that. So um, that would be my, that would be my like professional opinion is, mm-hmm. is to take that time and to have that, especially at Winterfest, especially at Winterfest, you go to lunch, use that time. I mean, I know the kids just want to chat and talk and have fun, but man, 
Like Focus. it is super cool if you can text out a link to a Google Doc that has a couple questions on it and say, "Hey, I want you guys to talk about these questions uh, at at table." Like we always took our kids and we always went to Chili's. Always went to Chili's because they have a broad menu, so I know everybody could get something that they wanted. You know, give them a link to a Google Doc that says, "Hey, I want you guys to talk about these questions." Uh, fill it out and send it back to me. Google Forms is a great way to do that too. Uh, so that I know that you're around the table talking about, you know, what uh, what we just experienced at Winterfest or something like that. Simple little ideas that elevate these youth rallies and these meetings. Yeah, and it's important to have the people who are um, helping your the folks yeah. that are coming from other churches. Yeah. That everybody be on the same page. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the coolest thing as a you know I got to go keynote the the Nessus days there in Kilgore. Um. You know, I hadn't really thought of it. I should have been a little more proactive about getting other people on board with some things, but I didn't really know how things were going to play out. Right. Uh, but, you know, my, my first question to the kids was, you know, who are you? How do you answer that question when someone says, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we introduced the, the idea of hagios, which is, you know, normally translated saints, but, you know, you are holy ones. God has something special in mind for you. He's created you for something very very intentional um i asked that so, on sunday and the kids who are at Netsis day said hag yes hag yeah so you know oh, i asked that question away. it kind of gave that answer and then it was pretty cool because you know we get to lunch and here's alan middleton walking around with a megaphone who are you you know and but that immediate um immediate point of uh emphasis right here's something that we need to take away right um and so when you have people around you who can help continue to impress that on kids Mm -hmm. and on the adults that are there the more reinforcement it gets the more likely it is to stick right i mean if you can get just one or two things to really catch on with someone um you're going to throw out all kinds of information you just need one or two of those things things to really kind of take root well and sidebar real quick when you have those one or two things, it's not that those are the only two things they remember. It's almost like those are the stakes right. that are planted That's in right. the ground that they remember. And then the ropes of information are kind of tied in between those. And so, right. uh, like, yeah, they have a hard time maybe fully remembering all of it, but it's tied to those moments. And so they can help get there. And, and from those stakes, we can get to all those other memories and all those other Absolutely. teachings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how do you find a balance between like fun <laughs> activities? Oh, I'm so much better at this than you. I'm just like so quick. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but so how do you find a balance between fun activities and challenging teaching? Like how do you decide what like you're going to like preach from the pulpit or, you know, that challenging teaching uh, and those fun activities? That's um, our next question. That's what we wanted to dive into. So if you're planning a youth rally, like, how do you find that balance of of fun activities, um, you know, gift cards and things like that. And, you know, really diving into the word and, and looking at, you know, that challenging message that you do want people to walk away with and know that your youth rally was about that this weekend. And it's, it's kind of like acupressure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you want to you want to press on some points. And when you press on those points, it hurts. That's and good. it kind of hurts really bad. But then when you let go and it's like, oh, man. That really feels so much better. Oh, I thought and you were so going to say, have... but, 
but you don't want to press on them too hard to cause permanent damage. To cause permanent damage, right. Yeah, I thought um, that's where you were going. That's funny. No, I just like, because, I mean, you want to go and you want to press in. You want to challenge them. Um, mm -hmm. You want to give them some things that are convicting. Right. Um, but if your whole series, your whole day is all, you know, that, it can become really like, man, I'm just really sorry all the way around and there's really no hope for me. Right. Well, yeah, so it's kind of like to... working out. Like working out's really good and healthy for your body, but you can definitely overwork out and right. damage your body. And so, like, we need to like have this challenging scriptures, these challenging moments, but you also yeah. don't need to like live on them. Dwell there. Yeah. So you know, for me, I <laughs> and, and and it's hard. It's hard to do as a keynote um, Very... speaker. You have some challenging things to do, but then. There are some times where you you want to make them laugh as well. So, you have the range of emotions that you wanted to kind of roll through, uh, because right. the laughter keeps us ready to accept the things that really convict us. Mm -hmm. um, and the same is true for you know the rest of the day. That if you have kind of a challenging topic, then you need to find some really fun activities to to mold and shape around that, um, because it is about fun. It is about enjoying being together. Um, it is about, you know, little kids like to run through the room and uh, lighten the mood immediately. Lighten the right? mood. Um, and so there is a, there is a balance uh, that you have. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's not as <laughs> the pitter-patter of feet, man. Is that, uh, is that the dog or the, or the child? Oh, it's Sam. I see the sword. <laughs> um, it's a... Uh, you want them to have a good time. You want them to enjoy themselves. You want them to realize that, um, you know, this thing about being church, being Christian is something that's enjoyable. Um, and that even in the midst of, uh, of a convicting truth, uh, we can have fun. Um, the, yeah, I totally agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> How much of it did you hear? <laughs> A enough 60% enough enough yeah enough um, the challenging thing for me is like free time right how do you right. how do you give them free time without completely losing the group well there's so many different philosophies on free time too like I am definitely a guy that leans more towards um, structured and a little bit of unstructured free time and there are definitely some people who are like anytime you give kids free time they're going to break or do something that they're not supposed to, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's a condescending voice. And I apologize for that, that unprofessional, but I mean, there is, and there is actually a lot of truth to that too. Like if I do a lock-in, there's very little free time because yeah, I do right. not want kids wandering off and doing things that they're not supposed to do. Um, but at sometimes like, sometimes I, I guess I base it off of myself and sometimes I just want to sit at a table and chit chat and talk. I have a bunch of teens who are really excited about Netsis Day because they're going to see some of the other kids that uh, from the other church. And if I have them constantly busy the entire day, they don't ever have an opportunity to just sit down and catch up and laugh uh, and talk, you know. And so I, I try to schedule a little bit of free time in there. A youth rally is probably a little bit different. Netsis Day was very different because it was an all-day youth rally. Um uh, um, and so I, I do, I personally, that's my thing is I like to have a little bit of like, even if it's just 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 
Um, normally, that's kind of like my prep or setup time. So that's that's one thing. If you're planning a youth rally, I always did my free time right before some other big event that required some good prep or mm-hmm. setup. Um, yeah. You know, so usually before the encounter, they had free time because I was setting up for encounter or um, you know uh, the flower bomb war or a big activity. I have some free time right before that because you know there's some setup there. So that gives me time to set up. It gives them time to kind of have some free time. It also gives me some time to snag a couple kids or other people who want to help set up. I have, you know, you have teens who like to help set up and they feel like they're a part of the youth rally when they're able to uh, to help be a part of that and, and do that. So, um, you know, that also, that also kind of saves you. We don't think about this sometimes, but that also saves you from having to do prep and set up uh, during food times. Right. Because so you need to like, eat. You're famished and you haven't gotten to eat or anything like that. So. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, by the time all that's done, it's uh, it's pretty much time to to wrap it up, to close it up. Um, I, I'm always torn between whether you. Like, there's two philosophies, right? Like, it's like the day's over. And so let's have this really fun time of of entertainment and then we go or mm. do you want to leave them with something um you know a little more challenging um and so it kind of goes back to you know when you say what's the walk away you know is uh have you impressed enough on them throughout the day or the weekend um yeah. that we can have something fun at the end that they go away from or is that really where we need to to send them away it's an interesting i um i personally i think both are great i i don't think mm-hmm. that there's a right or a wrong way uh, to definitely do that i um i guess i personally enjoy leaving on a keynote or a worship however that's if i'm hosting the youth rally now if another church like and we drove a long distance to get there they're ending on a like a concert or something like that. I like that because um, we might leave halfway through the concert or a little bit, you know, to leave <laughs> early. And I know we're only missing part of a concert. You know, we're not missing like the keynote or worship or something. So, um, you know, we can get on the road a little bit earlier. And, you know, that makes a big difference sometimes to parents. That makes a big difference uh, for you uh, as well and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it just kind of, I guess it just kind of depends. And I think you nailed it. Josh, when you said that, when it when it comes down to, it depends on how much you have you know pressed upon them throughout it. Do they need to leave on a high note? Uh, do they need to leave on that spiritual note? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and like you said, both both work and both work well. That if I'm going to have something fun and enjoyable as the last activity, then I need to make sure that they know what we've come for. Yes. So that when they leave, they leave after that really fun activity. But what they take away with them is, um, it is good to be a Christian. Yes. And here's why. And we just got to have a whole lot of fun listening to a um, a Christian rap and hip hop artist, you know, um, sing some some music to us and let us participate in that. We had a great time. 
Um, but that's not necessarily the memorable thing. That's the fun thing we did at the end to just kind of wrap everything up. Right. Uh, because you do have to have something that brings it all together. Maybe it is a time of worship. Maybe it's an activity. You know, you don't want to end on, hey, we've just had an hour and a half of free time, and we're going to get back in here, have a couple announcements, and see you later. <laughs> so um, we're going to wrap it up. Absolutely. Tie a bow on it. Smack it. Um, smack it in the noggin. And um, Are you a fan of take-home gifts at youth rallies? Only if they're Sunday cool t-shirts. Oh, speaking of Sunday cool t-shirts. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just I'm just curious. Um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do gifts. Um, sometimes you know you may have a token that may have a theme or something on it, um, something small. Uh, but you know, I would say, you know, a t-shirt would be about the only thing I would send as a as a gift. So as a send home. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Personal. Well, I think I think those are our wise words when planning a youth rally. Uh, if you guys have more questions or anything like that, you can always uh, send us a tell uh, of any way, and we will get back to you and, and answer those kind of things. We hope that this series has been helpful to you all. Um, you know, we uh, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy talking about like what we what we do for work and what we uh, enjoy doing. I love planning youth rallies. I love planning encounters. I love the the spirit of fellowship and uh, when other churches and groups can get together and worship and learn about Christ. Um, I love the feeling that my teens get when they see teens from other churches walk into their mm -hmm. building. Um, I loved that as a, as, a, as a kid. I loved going to church camp together and then knowing that I was going to see those kids at TNTs all over the Pacific Northwest uh, and that kind of stuff. That was it was awesome. It made it even better when I went to OC and I saw some people that I went to church camp with, and I was like, ah, oh, you know. Uh, so it's just kind of like those great feelings and stuff like that. So youth rallies are really important. They're really fun, uh, and I think they're good stepping stones. I would be curious um, if there were better ways that we could translate some of these youth experiences into our adult, um, you know. Uh, kind of lives in ministries. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think we do them enough, and I think we're afraid uh, to do them um, more teenish, you know, kind of a ways or something like that. But yeah. um, um, so I think that's I think that's pretty pretty powerful. Josh, do you have a behind the beards moment or any final words before we wrap this baby up? Um, you know, not not. Particularly, I think that the biggest thing for really for the whole series is um, I think it's good for for us to kind of look and see all the things that go in. We talked about a youth rally, but this is the process for so many of the events um, that get planned. Um, and so if you're not the one who is planning, how can you be one who helps along the way right. making sure these things happen? Like yeah. if you are one of those responsible adults that are there um, and no one has come to you and said, hey, this is kind of what we're after for this week or weekend or day. Um, maybe you need to go to them and say, hey, you know, is there something I can be uh, kind of reinforcing these kids throughout the day to make sure they get what we want them to get? Right. Um, and kind of being aware that sometimes we need help kind of pushing that message along. And sometimes we assume that we've done some things we haven't done. 
sometimes we assume that you are getting some things that you haven't maybe yet gotten that hasn't been as clear as we've thought they were for sure and so you know uh, find a way to to help move that message along and and reinforce it as much as possible um because it, it it takes a whole team um you know to get these things done so absolutely and i always think it's really great when people do um like follow-up stuff um so, right you yeah, know i had a lesson on sunday but instead we we kind of regurgitated and talked about like the youth rally um and that kind of stuff so don't be a don't be afraid to do that uh, as well when you're coming home from a youth rally or a trip or something um you know you don't need to you don't need to serve the full meal and go over everything again but to do a leftovers portion of it mm-hmm. and, and kind of re-talk about it rekindle that because when we come off of those spiritual mountains um a lot of times we need to remember you know we don't need to be like um you know we don't need to smash the ten commands we forgot that god wrote them for us <laughs> you right. know don't don't be that guy um but we do need to remember uh, those important things so we want to thank you guys for being here today we appreciate it we love you all and we hope that this podcast is uplifting uh and powerful to you uh, we'd love to hear from you guys so like follow us and share our facebook our instagram um and send us some emails of some ideas and some content and all that kind of stuff. We also want to remind you of something that's dear to our hearts, Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. Life is messy. So do something different. Do something good in Jesus' name. Allow him to use you. And don't grow weary in doing that. Um, it's it's a hard life. And it's a hard world. And there needs to be a whole lot more Jesus in it. And that's kind of what we are trying to spread here at Behind the Beards. Uh, that grace and that mercy of Jesus Christ flows within and without uh, his church. So be a part of that. Uh, I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beard Good stuff. Like my sermon there at the end? I did. It was nice. Did you like the uh, song I sent you? Got no beard. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Dylan's uh, found himself a little sea shanty uh, channel with some a little group there, and he was playing me some uh, some music from it, and I was like, "Oh, this is uh, come on, Sam, where I'm done." This is awesome. Sam, come on up for the after show. Sounds like he's riding a horse. Well, it's actually because, like, our floor is nice, and I like our floor, but it's not super, like, um, it's not glued down like it was the one I did at the teen room. Yeah, it's, it's flo- it, it so floats. It's, it floats a little bit, so there are some places where, like, it's literally, like, it feels like this, and there's other, yeah. so I don't, I don't know if, like, I need to get some glue and pull some of them up and glue them down, or, I don't know, I don't know a whole lot about <laughs> it, so... Hey, Sam. <laughs> how are you? Can you say, how are you? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, do you want to wear the headphones so you can hear them? Uh-huh. Hey, Sam. What's up, man? I'm <sighs> 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 in Mama's bedroom.
Yeah, Daddy did say stay in Mama's bedroom. He needed it quiet, huh? Were you watching Blippi? Yeah, but I I changed Blippi. You changed Blippi? What'd no, you change it to? It's an app that's called Cuckoo Loca. Cuckoo Loca? Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. Um, do you like it? Yeah. 